Hello and welcome to the Identity Podcast brought to you by Find Your ID NYC. I'm one of your co-hosts, Caleb. How's it going? It's it's a it's a quite a Wednesday, that's for certain. Along with my fellow lovely co-host Tyreek, who might actually have a cat in the future. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how's it going, Tyreek? It's going well, man. It's going perfect. No, um, we can do this all day. Uh, <laughs> good to see everyone. I hope everyone's doing really well. Um, you know, it's a Wednesday. We had our first snow day today. I don't know if you're in New York. Um, it's pretty bad. It's awful. Uh, <laughs> but I do love the snow. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, we have, we're very excited for today. And um, without further ado, we're going to introduce our guest, uh, Reverend Ivy Rivera. How you doing today? I'm good. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, boys, for having me. <laughs> it's going to be a great episode. I'm very excited. Yes, me too. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on, Ivy. It, it's such an honor. It's great. I, I'm already so fascinated. We were just talking a little bit before the show, and I was just so so ready to hear all that you have to say. It's it's going to be a great show. I can already um, can already feel that. But uh, don't forget to like us on Facebook at Find Your ID NYC and to follow us on Instagram by the same name. Check out our YouTube page at the X Shows, and don't forget as always, to check out the Identity Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Amazon, Google Podcasts, Spotify, any podcast app out there. I promise you, we're on it. And don't forget to check out and follow our TikTok page at the Identity Podcast. Pretty cool stuff. But let's go ahead and once again reintroduce our guest for this week's show, Intuitive Capabilities, Episode 19 featuring Ivy Rivera. Um, it really is such, it's such a great honor to have you, Ivy. I'm very excited to hear all that you have to say, but I guess to kind of kick things off, you know, tell us a little bit more about yourself and, and what you do and about the Academy and, and all that. Mm. So um, I had the uh, psychic, mediumistic, empathic abilities all my life. And um, I had been approached by a psychic medium from a, a town called Lilydale in New York. Okay. It's like one of the largest spiritualist communities in the world. Right. So it's a town where mediums and psychics live and work. And a lady from there had found me in a grocery store and uh, came up to me and said, are you aware that you have the ability? And I said that I, I knew I had stuff going on, but I did not understand that mm -hmm. I was able to do what they did. I did not understand that the random tidbits of psychic information I got and the, the accuracy of weird things, just predictions. I didn't know that that meant I could sit down and actually give a reading to another person for like 30 minutes. Um, so, you know, at the time I was, uh, I had my first apartment, you know, I really had nothing to lose. I was, I was 15. I was very young and she had, you know, really encouraged me to step out and try to do it. She said that I had the ability and I really didn't need to know anything more than that. So I, um, I talked, she told me to take the next person I did not know and sit them down in a chair in front of me and just open my mouth and see what would happen. So this guy came to my apartment looking for my roommate, Berto. Berto wasn't there. He was at work. And so I didn't know this guy. So I brought him into my dining room. I sat him in a chair in front of me and I just opened my mouth, you know, and for 45 minutes, it just came pouring out. I knew about his his deceased loved ones that were coming through. I knew that he had his truck packed and he was ready to move to Arizona, but that his brother had just like abandoned him. And so he was stuck taking care of his elderly grandfather. I was shocked. He was bawling and then Berto came home and we just put the chairs away and 
you know, we acted like nothing had happened. And that was basically the extent of my training. And at that age, it, you know, it was like opening up Pandora's box. And I wasn't trained properly in, in the structure that was needed, like things like discernment, how to tell the difference between light and dark energy mm-hmm. and the kinds of effects that, uh, feeding your intuitive abilities uh, or having an increase in your intuitive abilities will have on your mental, emotional, physical well-being. The energy that I was putting out, who would be attracted to me after that? I knew nothing about any of this. And no one internationally was training on what I needed to know. And so it would be until I was, you know, 30 that spirit really pushed me out. Um, I had a degree in journalism and I was not at all willing to do any of this, but spirit has a way. And it was my calling, and I, I knew at that point I needed to. So um, I had to put my journalism on hold, and at 30, I went out and I started reading for the public, and it just blew up overnight. Like in less than four months, it was a full-time business, and it had grown into a school. People were just coming to take classes. I wasn't even advertising, and I wanted to uh, – what Spirit was showing me was that I was supposed to talk on all the things that I didn't receive. I was supposed to help people to understand that – there we're all the same that we all have psychic ability and we don't know we're using it every day to stay alive we all have mediumistic abilities because whether you're skeptic or not spirit doesn't care spirits are communicating with us all the time and that that affects us physically mentally emotionally every time they do that i i didn't know enough about my empathic abilities and how that was leading to things like anxiety and depression and how that needed to be managed and so uh You know, spirit was showing me through the course of my life and all the hardships I had and all the amazing blessings that came along with these abilities, how to show other people to not just open up Pandora's box, like what Mm -hmm. happened to me, but how to manage it from where you are to make yourself better and then to give it out to the world around you. And and I realized that that is that is the story for all of us, but it's also our roots, You know, it's where we came from. It's what's been taken away by the patriarchy and the colonization. And we've been stripped of understanding that that's in all of us. And so I just believe that I'm my calling is to to bring it back. And so people who come in for the classes and things, I run a school called the Ivy League Psychic Academy and people train in psychic mediumship. And now it's grown. So it's like numerology, astrology, tarot, you name it, Reiki. Uh, But people who come in are amazed that they don't even necessarily believe in this. And the very first class, they're giving readings by the end. Of it. So mm. it's a lost language that mm. I am trying to restore. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I, I really, I feel that it's almost, um, cause, cause you said a mouthful. So we, we're gonna, we're gonna unpack some of those things. So let's just start from the top. Um, First of all, awesome trajectory. And it's funny that you're saying down to 30. And I, I, I know we had said back to um, our demographics and where some people are in their lives right now. And 30 is this new transformative period for a lot of people. So I know we can definitely target that as well. But let me just like pull back a little bit. So let's talk a little bit about, you said Lilyville. Why are we even in this random area? It almost sounds like a movie. Like someone just drops you in a forest and the owl spirit comes out of, you know what I mean? So we're, where where is Lilyville in New York, and how did you end up starting there to begin right. with? And how do you keep up with your mentor? With well, and, and that's how it felt. It was it was very odd. Like I was born in Georgia, and then I've spent my life moving around. And like for this period of time, like right around then, 
I was out on my own, you know, living on the streets and finding my own way. And I was in a, a place that was uh, like 20 minutes away from that spiritualist community. It was just very random. So yeah, like Lily Dell is, uh, they are the founders of the spiritualist religion, which I'm not a part of, and I don't associate necessarily see, or identify with any of that. But, you know, without places like this, how, how would we know anything? about you know psychic and mediumistic abilities and how a whole community of people can come together so it was this amazing opportunity that i had to be um you know pretty much right outside the gates of that community and to have answers to how i was why i was the way that i was and while my family knew that I had things going on. And the school was always sending me off to doctors and psychiatrists and psychologists. And I was always being ran through a gauntlet of tests. Nobody could ever find anything. No one ever knew. I was never diagnosed with mediumship. And mm -hmm. so that medium finding me from that town in a grocery store, like 20 minutes away, um, was an absolutely defining moment. And then it was basically like right after I met her and, and all that happened, I just packed up and moved off to New York City and started moving around again. So I just feel like I was right there in exactly the right time to show me what was really going on. And to um, it was almost like wetting my palate to have a deeper curiosity about whether or not we're all doing this and we didn't know. Wow, that's beautiful. And you know, we always have our taglines, right, Caleb? We come back to the words identity and we have those circling around. And you've, you've hit a lot of our key points um, already so early. So I would just highlight that for some of the guests if you didn't pick up on it. But she said curiosity is one aspect of your identity. Um, and also just being receptive, just in that particular aspect, because could you imagine you're in the grocery store, AKA you're in the aisle of your own separate life and these synchronicities kind of arise, if, if, if I'm not mistaken, Ivy. And it's up to you to rise to that occasion. And even then her full calling didn't come to much, much later. So it's, it's very interesting to see um, each steps of how we kind of get there. So I'm curious to see um, all of those people that are kind of on the cusp or the fringe, uh, not to be too punny, um, of certain things. Where, um, where would you feel like they should start along their journey? Because I, I wanted to ask as well, like where, what religion was your family before you entered into this? And kind of where was that space um, before the inception of um, right. some of these more spiritual things? So like so many other people, um, you know, I'm mixed. So my family is from Puerto Rico. So we're Taino, Arawak. Yeah. The foundation Indeed. of religions like voodoo and, you know, uh, exactly. but, you know, again, with like the, you know, my, my grandmother, my understanding is that my, my grandmother was, um, we were told she was a wild woman. I now know she was a slave. And so uh, there was a lot of hidden, you know, and then when when my grandparents came over um, to America in like, you know, 52, they uh, they really wanted everybody to acclimate. So, you know, they had nine kids and it was like, go into the military, speak English, go to church. So everything became very Catholic and very structured. And then uh, my mother is so the other half of my family is white and that was also Catholic. And so I was just sort of stuck. You know, I was stuck, but both sides of my family were very spiritual. And I do believe that increased mediumistic abilities run in the bloodline as do empathic, you know, abilities. And so 
Uh, it was always there and it was discussed, but it was something I wasn't allowed to talk about um, at school or at church. And I started to notice, and I would say this is the beginning of figuring out my own identity, you know, sitting in church and having such a peaceful feeling and then being told that communicating with Jesus or the Holy Spirit directly could be demonic or there was something dark there. I started to think this, is, this isn't matching. Like who's buying this? This doesn't even fit. How can you say one thing and then say, you know, life continues that the Holy Spirit exists in all of us and then we can't access it or it's mine. So I would just question things. I'm like, this isn't right. This isn't right. right. And this is very early, right? Well, well, yeah. And like I would listen to the teachers and the adults because I went to Catholic school for a while and I would think like they're contradicting themselves. Like, do they think this is true? And I started to pay attention for my own self. Where did I want to take guidance? I could take it from the school. I could take it from the church. I'm going to take it from society or my parents, or am I going to take it from spirit? And so what I did was I paid attention to whether or not the things that spirit were giving me, if it was good, if it was helpful, if it made me feel good, if it helped me to elevate my life. And it did. So I tuned them out and I listened here instead. And that's sometimes easier said than done. But I would say that that was the beginning. And I think that's where everybody needs to be. I, I think that, you know, because we all have these abilities, it's not a choice, it's innate, it's just there. Um, whether you feed it or not is a choice. But uh, because we all have them, I would I would encourage people to start paying attention um, to Tyreek, like you mentioned earlier, synchronicities. Pay attention to the way the world, the universe is interacting with you all the time through like numbers and people and, and thoughts that pop into your head and songs and especially in the bathroom. Okay. So that's a native belief that the bathroom is a, a huge activator for intuition because of the water and the porcelain and the mirrors. And so it's embarrassing and weird, but you know, it activates in there. So what kind of thoughts are you having? Um, you know, when you're in the bathroom or you're showering premonitions and keep a journal, watch for patterns. And then I would always recommend, I did this great little free mini class, go up onto my YouTube at ask Ivy. I did a class of, during the pandemic called, are you a psychic, a medium, or an empath? And while we're all three, uh, there are definitely degrees. And I think that has helped people to figure out, okay, I fit mostly into this category. What does it mean? And what should I look at next? And if you have that next step in front of you and you're brave enough to take it in blind faith, it will lead to other steps afterward. That's awesome. And what was that YouTube link again? So we can have them all jump in. So my, my YouTube is at Ask Ivy. And then if they go into the playlist, they could see all the free mini classes I've been putting up for the since the pandemic, uh, one per week. And the class I'm referring to is called Are You a Psychic, a Medium, or an Empath? And so that can help people to sort of categorize what they have going on. Indeed. And that's that's awesome. That brings me to the, the next segue. So now, now we've kind of gotten them open to what the uh, the aspect of what this may be, you know, kind of getting past the ideas of shadow working and light working. And, it kind of seems a lot of like, it goes back to this curiosity thing. And I wanted to kind of segue that with your classes in the sense that what what inspired you to keep learning more or realizing that, you know, upon this thread, which originally, because I actually have Christian ancestry as well, but also have a Muslim and also some spiritual stuff and a little Buddhism. So I'm, I'm a mutt when it comes to religion. So I understand when um, some people may be a little adverse to jumping into something so, um, so different and honestly it seems like it's to me it's explained more sometimes than some of the, the faith-based uh christianity um ideals not to say that i have um completely abandoned some of that because i do think 
a lot of what we spoke about earlier as far as psychology and um, human um, interaction with each other has a lot to do with kind of that Christ consciousness that we, we are identifying. And I think that that is something a lot more cosmic as well. So we can, we can delve into that as well. But um, speaking of that Christ consciousness, I think that, you know, given, I guess, just these years that we've been on since the age of Pisces and all this other fun stuff, I believe that it has become more commonplace to agree with this idea. And I, I just want to second the fact that yes, we do all have it and we do all have that ability. And I think at some point in, and even in your, uh, your mentors or the, the, uh, the one that spotted your uh, original uh, spiritual capabilities, it became this like very occult, almost witchy type of thing. And it was a very small section of people and it's, it's very pedigree based and knowledge based. And some people are very specialist and tarot and all this other stuff. But now we're living in a world where all the mediumship can kind of come to a synergy. So it kind of, that's my, my full question and how you've taught um, other, other spiritualists to, to get to where they are as well. So how, how have you been learning? How does it, how do you teach? And how does, how does it keep growing? Well, I feel like it, it really just began for my own survival, you know, because as intuitive intelligence increases and you eventually realize you can't block it all the time and it cannot be reversed, it will eventually just sort of build up in your body and start to cause all kinds of disorders. And so I think that was the beginning of my journey was being in like kindergarten and sent off to go see doctors. And I love psychology too, right? Like I was going for a degree in that before journalism, um, you know, and nobody being able to find anything, but always being labeled and categorized as having problems. And so, um, you know, they would, they had told my mother at one point I was in kindergarten, they had said, Ivy cash is out. And when the room is moving around a lot, because she's okay at the desk when we're sitting and learning, but when we start to move around and have playtime, she sits in a chair and she cashes out and she can't like hear us, she's not responding to us. And that was happening because when there was a lot of movement, I would get excited and they would put me in the corner and say that I was getting aggressive, but I didn't know that. I was just feeling too much energy. And I was damned if I did, I was damned if I didn't. And so I would tune out of my head. So they took me to all these doctors and ran through all these tests. They said everything came up negative, you know, bipolar, this, that, the other. Um, but they, <laughs> this was the 80s, right? So I was diagnosed, I was diagnosed okay, with melancholy, that I was melancholy. And uh, there were always questions, you know, every year there was a new issue. And so that was the big one. And then I completely, even though I loved reading and writing from before the time I knew words, I would uh, illustrate my own books and I would bind them. And I was all about publishing. Uh, but when I was in the second grade, I completely lost my ability to read and write. And I had been straight A's and wow. it completely left and I had to go to a special school to get it back. And I have found over the years that that happens to a lot of empaths when they hit the third and the fourth levels with their empathic ability. And now the medical field and the science, the science behind it doesn't back any of that because they will not acknowledge invisible energies. They will only acknowledge energy from people and objects. So there were these things that would happen to me that just did not make sense. And why could no doctor explain what was happening with me. So it became a journey of figuring it out for my own sanity and my own well-being because no one could help. And 
Um, and then, you know, when I started offering the readings to the public, it was immediate, like you said, that uh, Tyreek, you said uh, something about there being like, a, it's almost like a small niche of people and it became kind of almost a culty feel. You know, that, I never fit in with that either. And I yeah. when I started offering, you know, the readings to the public, I had clients immediately who were starving and begging me to teach them how to do it because they said they were afraid. And they were afraid also of ridicule and criticism and that they would be told that they don't have the abilities, they would humiliate themselves in some way. And I'm just always very willing to humiliate myself because, you know, I was embarrassed my entire life. So I just thought that's silly. Like we can't let that happen. So I, I said, okay, then we'll, you know, we'll do it in private and we'll talk about what's really going on. And I realized that a lot of their fears were based on that sort of culty hierarchy, that this is a gift. This is special. It's generation after generation. It's political. They're getting a lot of cash from that mentality. And I just broke it down and it just exploded. So that's amazing. That's yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless at that because I think a lot of people don't um, I guess we're getting like this is like a very advanced <laughs> um, identity podcast, but um, a lot of people don't put up their own wards or, or spiritual wards of protection at that level. So um, and I, and I think a lot of it, what you said, is also very tangible, even though we may not acknowledge these, you know, much more outside spiritual things. You know, good sleep, or, or, um, because these are all subconscious attacks. Like some people that have insomnia, or you mentioned anxiety, or, or, um, bipolar, or other much westernized, you know, just straight up Freudian, like, you know, you want to be with your mom type of stuff. Basically, <laughs> don't we all want to go back into the fetal position? Oh, let's be honest. Right. But, um, so you know, these much bigger things that we have to deal with, kind of can kind of have a lot to do with. Uh, something that is so outside of ourselves and there's no help. And so I can imagine how overwhelming it can be. We actually had a question from someone that's on right now um, that said, uh, let me read it correctly. How does she incorporate what she learned in her journey? I think we kind of tackled that a little bit. And how does how do you process the overwhelming energies? So this is someone that's kind of along the same path as what you're saying, um, probably along their journey and they, they just need to learn how to protect themselves, I guess, as well, their, their abilities are growing. Yeah, and and it's funny that you mentioned the sleep and the anxiety and the, you know, the depression and things like that, because um, when your intuitive intelligence is, is growing all the time, and it will, okay, there is no way to, to reverse that. We have many triggers that cause increases, and then my belief, is that we increase naturally every five to six years. So with every increase, especially ladies, if you got pregnant, you had a baby, I mean, that's a huge one. Someone in your circle died, even if your dog died, all of these, okay, tragedy right now with the pandemic, everyone's on fire, everyone's ears are ringing, everybody has tinnitus, no one's sleeping anymore, everyone has anxiety disorders. Why is this? It's this, it is this. When you have intuitive intelligence increasing, and it's like, you know, the medical science, everything just isn't keeping up. And big pharma doesn't would probably prefer to keep it that way. We have misdiagnoses going out. And I cannot prescribe or diagnose. However, I have had countless people come to me over the years, therapists, teachers, you know, doctors, and say, what are you teaching here? Because my client, my patient, my student is finally well. 
And I had one doctor, he was fantastic. He came in and he said, what, what are you doing? And I said, uh, I'm teaching them about how to control the energy that they mm -hmm. allow in mm -hmm. and how to properly put it back out and how to sometimes block so that nothing is getting in and how to know the difference. And he said, well, I love this. I wish I could say what you say. And he said, but I say this to my patients all the time. He said, and that is that you cannot expect to go out and eat 12 Big Macs and not go to the bathroom or get sick or gain weight. And he said, this is what we're all doing. We're all over-absorbing energy and it just builds, 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 builds until it's anxiety disorders mm -hmm. and it's ADHD and it's depression. And a lot of people felt better in the pandemic because when we were isolated, we were no longer absorbing from other people. So for a lot of people, anxiety and depression and ADHD disappeared. Okay, so this is yet another piece of the proof that I'm talking about. And and so I pushed for a long, long time, like eight years, to get a, a, a class I developed called Empathic Awareness Training into the school systems. And uh, last year we got into school systems. We also had teacher credits. I am now starting to work in a prison system. Uh, we brought it into universities. So last year was a huge opportunity for people to be receptive and like yoga and meditation and mindfulness kind of led the way in the last mm -hmm. years. And so those of you who are listening to this and you're saying, oh, I really struggle with the energy, like something is not right. Uh, that's where you would want to start. It's called empathic awareness and uh, it's up on my website, Ivy Rivera, empathic educator.com. And um, yeah, we have it for, protesters and activists and teachers, people who deal with burnout, those on the front lines. I mean, you name it, it can be modified. It's modified for children. And it's basically teaching us at a really simple, like fundamental level, how to be mindful, how to sit still with yourself and to identify when something is off, figure out where it came from and get rid of it. So it's really not hard, but no one talks about it. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, and this is why, you know, platforms like this and, and what you're doing matters so much because now people have a community to come to uh, to kind of get some of this information. So definitely check out some of her classes. I'm sure she'd be down for a call with some quick consultations as well. Hit her up as well in that aspect. Um, um, you know, but a lot of this, I do feel like what you've described is... It's something that you had to learn as well. And I think that's another thing that we speak about that can't be taught, kind of like the energy thing. It's a little bit of this perseverance and a little bit of just having that trust within yourself to get past like some of these things that may a not be um, described by other people in your, your immediate family or your friends or peers, or you may not have access to someone like Ivy. Um, you know, and I think, or, or the funds to do it or whatever it may be, but guess, just believe that spirit is directly talking to you and that's where that's coming from. So a lot of dissonance sometimes comes from uh, the lack of receptiveness. So I wanted to ask, um, you know, uh, along those diagnoses that we described, you described melancholy, uh, which I think is very funny. Um, you know, obviously it's not funny for those that have experienced that dull ache of depression their entire lives, especially throughout um, puberty which I've understood as well, but I've come to understand it as, and, I, and this is more of a question posed to you as well, um, Ivy, and maybe Caleb too, if you want to jump in, um, what, how much does that feeling of melancholy have to do with our innate um, intuitive abilities not achieving its purpose or, or, or being along the lines of, of opening up to, 
you know, higher levels that we may not feel that we're ready for. Right. Maybe they wouldn't have had to send me off to doctors and figure out why I was melancholy when they had put me in a corner and trapped me in a chair and told me that talking to spirit was evil. Maybe I would not have had to feel that way if there was any adult giving me permission to to just be who I was. So it was a long, dirty journey getting back to that, you know, long, long, hard. But uh, I, I think it's, you know, it's exactly that. It's that we're told from so many different angles, and it has been going on for so long now, that entertaining intuition is a gateway to, to hell, or it's a gateway to mental illness, or it's punishable. And that's backed up. You know, yeah. society backs that up. Your parents, your school, your church, the medical center, they will back that up. And so uh, just even coming out and doing this kind of work and what it did to my journalism career, I mean, it's brutal. It's just brutal. So it's sort of like, I think what people need to understand is that if we all go along on this journey collectively, if we can all just get on the same page, it's going to be a lot easier. But when we're all just kind of doing it here and there and everyone's like fearful and closeted and you know, acting like it's something dark, then you're perpetuating the problem. Get free. There's nothing wrong with us. Even people who I I can sit next to, whether I'm in like infirmaries, they're dealing with like dementia or there's like schizophrenia or there's, you know, all kinds of things going on. I can sit with those people. I understand what they're hearing. You know, I've, I've entertained my abilities enough. I know when they're hearing from spirits and I know when they're hearing from their psychic ability. I know when they're telepathically picking up on others around them. There's nothing wrong with it. We need to be right. careful. We need right. to, you know, uh, you know, own ourselves for sure, accountability. But to mislabel it for this long has caused what we see out in society today. And that is a numb, zombie-like hmm. Okay, group of people who just don't know who they are and where they're going. And and this is such a part of who we are. When we cut ourselves off from this, we literally lose our humanity. Wow. Wow. And that that's 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 hard given what people have been going through this year and anyone that's struggling in a very physical space, you know, you know, we reach out to everyone that that way. But I do feel there's a lot of oppression and suppression of uh, spirituality. And you did uh, shoot out to Big Pharma in that aspect, you know, um, I think a lot of it is not in, in Western medicine's best interest to uh, continue to move forward with that stuff. Um, I wanted I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, nutrition as well, because you had, you had talked about that very briefly, but that's honestly why I started to eat a lot healthier and focus on the vitamins I didn't take in my body. Uh, metals, different metals to get out of your body. So that's why I've been practicing veganism. Everyone, if you ever mattered, uh, ever, ever cared, but I do think it has helped my um, my overall mental health as well as my spiritual health as I've been doing it. Not to act like the biggest hipster vegan in the world, but yeah, that's that's usually why I do it because I have felt that a lot, of, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of simple sugars have messed me up. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I forgot how much water I needed to drink so I've, I've been very, very much on that for the last two, three years. So that matters. I wanted to, um, well, Caleb, you have a question. If you have a question, I wanted to pull up a real pic a quick picture really quick. So forgive yeah, me while I move this. Well, I, not necessarily just a question, but also just kind of a segue. I think um, 
I know something that uh, Ivy and I talked about before the show, and I think would be great to kind of segue into now is this normalizing intuition. And this is a big point that she really specializes in. And I think um, th there's a lot that she has to say. So I think with what we're talking about, we're really able to uh, dig in even deeper now by my moving into that. But um, um, yeah, well, we'll let uh, Tariq show his picture real quick and then we can go ahead and get into that. Uh, we did have a few comments. Um, one, one person, Kaylee said, uh, that makes so much sense. I never thought about absorbing energies like that. It's totally like a sponge. Oh, yes. Um, I love that. It's really great. And uh, we had a few people saying that we're looking great. So that's great as well. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget you are listening and watching the identity podcast right here on find your ID NYC's Facebook page. Don't forget to like us on Facebook uh, by find your ID NYC and follow us on Instagram by the same name and check out our YouTube page at the X shows. Looks like Tyreek has got his or coming up. You good Tyreek. Also shout out to the t-shirts and stuff. Uh, we have some fun <laughs> stuff there. Uh, this, this is my favorite. It's protect our Queens because I feel like, our women are the strongest spiritual people in the world. Shout out to all of our indigenous matriarchs out there killing it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really, um, this is more of a question than six years. I know we've kind of been belaboring some stuff. We'll get back to you in a second, but I, would, I wanted to hear um, your thoughts on, since we brought up this very big topic of, you know, Western medicine versus what's really going on. Um, so that's kind of like the, the segue where I wanted to go. So uh, I'm not sure what you can see right now. Um, okay, you can see this. You see the Google image search? So I wanted to bring these up. Um, I don't know if anyone's familiar with them. I found out about this like a little while back. I don't know how much I kind of like believe in it. Uh, I know a lot of people that have done psychedelics or experienced very higher levels of consciousness is what I'd like to describe it as. Obviously those are gateways. You can do it through meditation. Um, but um, have, have explained auras and how uh, uh, energy works in a much more like tangible setting. So I wanted to bring some stuff that wasn't so pseudo, even though I love pseudo stuff, I'm all about psychology and writing and stuff, but maybe some more like physical examples of uh, um, kind of what we've been talking about. So to Kaylee's point, um, these big sponges that, I, that we're talking about are honestly around us in a bit of a, an aura situation. So what are your thoughts on this, Ivy? Well, um, you know, first of all, I love what you said about veganism. And I think that for those of you watching who uh, notice that, you know, it kind of goes like this, like your dreams get really wild and all of a sudden you don't want to eat certain things or you're thinking more about animals. You're being more conscious about your body. Food is medicine. And then it's like, I don't want to drink anymore. I'm able to quit smoking for the first time or I don't want to I don't want to pop those pills or go off with those people anymore. That's kind of where it starts. It's like those key areas. And um, I did too for 16 years and I raised all three of my kids uh, vegetarian. I, I did fall off the wagon and eventually go back, but um, I'm still very careful about that. It, it really, it really is about taking care of ourselves mm -hmm. and what that does to our energy fields. Right. So they say that like the way you feel today is what you ate yesterday. And I like totally believe that. So we live in a society that's like garbage food and preservatives and this and that. So, and then we live, we have so many communities where people can't access fresh food and we need to get back into all of that, that connection with nature and natural food and respect of animals. And 
so it absolutely affects us and and it's um it's typically uh you know in relation also to like big pharma and things you know people who have diagnoses that may be accurate they may not be accurate when you're popping pills all the time and i can't prescribe diagnose when you're doing that you're stifling so it's just like eating junk food we mm. still deal with the energy we still need to get to the root of what is going on there is no magic pill for intuition it's not an illness you know so mm -hmm. uh, we really want to think of it as a mind body soul type of uh, of a thing and when you showed the pictures of the auras, I love that because one of the things I talk about in the empathic awareness training is to think of it like an aura. Everybody's heard that word, right? So like an aura goes out. Well, that's your energy field. If you have a big aura, okay, especially uh, you now, Tariq, with like the veganism and everything, that means your aura probably went from being right about here to like here. Mm -hmm. You're radiating out further. So the healthier you get, the further out you radiate. And that means that as people come closer to you, they don't need to get in right up next to you before you start being impacted by them. So mm -hmm. the their energy field touches your energy field. You start to think what they're thinking, feel what they're feeling. You start over absorbing their stuff. You could literally stop being you and it's almost like you lose your mind and you become them. Um, it's just the way that it is. And we do the same thing with atmospheres and objects. Wow. So, you know, and then we've got spirits interacting all the time. So there's just so much going on that we have not identified. And uh, we we really do need to think in terms of, you know, what we're putting in and how good we're doing it, putting energy back out uh, to clear and how far out this thing is going. How, how close in do people need to be to you? That's a big thing. And I've been talking about that a lot on my TikTok lately is that people don't need to be touching you. Right. A lot of people, especially those who live in New York City, and I get it, you know, oh, yeah, well, if I could have an arm's reach from people, make an arm's reach, make it a priority that you are not letting people be right up on you all the time. Stand instead of sit. Give space. You know, again, this is why a lot of people are feeling better in the pandemic, because not yeah. only have we been quarantined, so we see who we really are. Who am I actually? What is my energy field? What is my personality actually when it's not influenced? But also we have to keep six feet. Wow. So it's how yeah. we're yeah. starting to figure out what's going on. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, that's that's some big jewels you just dropped there. <laughs> that's amazing, uh, Reverend Ivy. Uh, I think that that's awesome. You know, it's so funny when you started saying that, it just started clicking for me as well. I'm just like, it's like, it's like they have knowledge of this. You know, we've obviously heard about aliens. We've heard about everything crazy within the last year or two. And yet there's still so much like suppression about it. But, you know, I, it's so funny. I, I wonder sometimes how much of it is just, not necessarily the coronavirus, but how much of it is sometimes a very spiritual thing as well. And that they're just like, all right, we're just gonna tell them six feet. It's arbitrary. We don't want to tell them why, because your aura naturally goes out six feet. You know, obviously that may not be what it is, but that's just something to think about that, you know, obviously they're not telling us everything. And it kind of goes back to that niche culty occultic type feeling and i think as long as it's esoteric uh and which basically just means it's hidden knowledge obviously it's going to sound like shadow work but when you're just like oh yeah when you eat vegetables your gut feels better but, so you're happier <laughs> you know what i mean it gets, it, it's a lot easier to think about i mean she does she definitely describes and there are levels to this i do not mean to simplify what's going on and also anyone that's dealing with um uh nefarious spirits that are generational or or uh certain places that you reside in that may have some sort of 
spiritual taint or uh, something there. And there's obviously much deeper things going on that some people don't have to deal with or anyone that's dealt with a very significant trauma, um, you know, uh, i.e. rape or, or, or physical abuse and things that are generational like that, that you're like, wow, my grandmother went through this and my grandmother's grandmother went through this. Um, so, you know, those things, those things matter a lot too. Um, so I, I definitely don't mean to simplify what's going on, but I do think the small works that we're doing does matter um, to get to there. And so I definitely feel like uh, with counselors and reverends like Ivy, which I did want to get into as well, um, since I'm on that idea. So um, you said you don't really practice what um, the Lilydale Valley uh, practice. So what? how would you describe it? what you practice completely well i am actually in the process of establishing right now we launch january 3rd uh a, a, ch a church i don't know how often mm. i'll be referring to it as a church um you know i don't care for that term a lot but right, right. It, it's, it is a church you know it is a place where every week we will be offering services um, at night, so 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it's going to go on a podcast, my YouTube, and this and that. When COVID passes, um, I just purchased a funeral home on the waterfront in um, in New York State here, and um, we do have a chapel in there. So I'll be opening it back up to the public along with the school and all of that once COVID is a little bit more secure. I'm thinking June or July. But I had to establish a, a religion because I literally can't find anyone talking about what this is. I would have been happy to be a denomination under something something else. But for example, you know, the NSAC church, uh, the spiritualist religion, you can't identify with Christ. So people are not, not here, not here. Can't identify with Buddha. You can't identify with anything. The, the belief there is that there is universal law, which I agree with. And right. there's life after death. The energy cannot uh, die. It just transforms, which I agree with, of course. Um, but I have found that through my teachings, I get all walks of life. I get voodoo, hoodoo, witchcraft, men, women, old, young. It does not matter. Everybody wants to come. And I just don't feel like it's my job to put a label on it. I think it's my job to teach them to pay attention to the energy and that will lead them to their truth. That will help them on their journey and that will help them heal past life, current, future problems. So that's all I'm here to do. And the only way that I have really found truth and honesty in any, you know, pieces of religion, it's always come through numerology, hmm. there's truth, astrology, there's truth, mm -hmm. and intuitive intelligence, that's psychic, mediumistic, and empathic ability. So when I put those three together, I was able to design a religion based on tapping into those wisdoms and having all the answers and healing that you need in life to have the support that we came here with and to tap back in, in a way where we don't have to go to somebody to tell us, we don't have to go to a priest or pastor to access it for us. We don't have to go to a reader or a doctor or a healer. You can just do it within yourself. If right. you learn how to, uh, you know, utilize these, these truths. And so that's starting. Yeah. January 3rd is going to be our first service at eight. Shout out. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's and awesome. It's, you know, our astrologer at the Academy, um, I've known her forever. Um, she's a brilliant astrologer, focusing on Western. And then we have um, Danny Johnson, who's a spiritualist, a spiritual activist and, and reformer who teaches numerology. And then Paul Casey, Healing Arts, who sort of, you know, does a lot of it and, and, and tarot as well. And then I'm covering 
uh, the psychic, empathic, and mediumistic, and we're just going to talk on everyday topics, sort mm -hmm. of like a round table, and invite uh, the per the parishioners, uh, you know, people from our ministry that are there for it to engage also, so they can ask questions, and we're just going to take the time to delve into what works in the everyday. Right. Wow, that's awesome. That's very awesome. Um, I guess I guess my question would be then. Um, how how does one start <laughs> how does one begin so now i've kind of gone through this you know this metamorphosis of figuring out that i can also you know talk to spirits and fly and shoot electricity from my hands <laughs> and so now i want to create a business to make someone else do it as well how how did you start and know it's not everyone's story and given this this year of what's been going on as crazy as it may be, this is maybe more of a time for you than anything. So who knows why Spirit told you to do it a year ago um, so that you would probably be prepared for 2021. But, um, and then the other thing also, there's probably online services as well. I know that you won't have people physically coming in, but I'm sure your, your community is gonna be there for sure. But um, <laughs> I say all that to say, so how do entrepreneurs in the spiritual field uh, begin their journey? I mean, if you do wanna talk about it, I know everyone's yeah. entrepreneurial story is so different, but. Um, well, and you know, I do, I do readings. I do something called life contract readings. So people can always book a life contract reading with me where I look at literally what you signed on to before you came to earth. Because if you don't have light work in that, if you're not here as a healer, like you boys are here as healers through speech and media and this and that, if you didn't have that in your life contract, you wouldn't be going anywhere. You'd be treading water. You could have 50,000 certifications and crusted yourself in crystals every day and drinking all the teas. And it's not going to work. You have to stay in your lane. You have to understand what you're here to do. And, and right now what we're seeing is a lot of people just flocking to light work and getting certifications, trying to go out there and do it. And it's, it's not working for them and they don't know why. Because there are so many different forms of light work, you have to think outside the box. Don't try to label yourself traditionally with what you've been told there is, right? Psychic, mediumship, Reiki. Like you have to go beyond that. Maybe you're supposed to be starting up, uh, you know, some kind of an advocacy program. Maybe you're supposed to be working in activism. Maybe you're supposed to, you know, do what you guys are doing with like a podcast and spread the enlightenment. There could be a million different variations of this. But I, I say get started. I say start paying attention to those synchronicities. And one of the mm. easiest things I tell my students and clients is to go back, go in and think of who you were when you were four, five, six, seven years old and what you were passionately driven to do, how you felt about other people in the earth and the animals. What did you feel was going to be your contribution before it all got tainted and blocked up and washed away? What, what was that? And I don't care how simple it is to be able to sort of journal on that and to allow your work guide, okay? Your work guide was appointed to you before you came to earth. Your work guide also watches over your life contract. Talk to your work guide for like hmm. 10 minutes every day with your morning cup of coffee and just be like, can you show me what I'm supposed to do today to start working toward it? And they will just tell you and show you and lead you. This is yeah. not a system we have to do alone. So I think the process itself is a lot easier. It's just that first step. And that is definitely tying in with your guides. And we have a class on that also. It's called Meet Your Guides. That's up on my website. And um, to keep it 
simple and do not try to fit in with the category of what everyone else has done in supposed light work because a lot of it isn't even that anyways right right that's so true yeah i, I think a lot of this has to go with trust i mean trusting yourself and having knowledge of yourself and knowledge of the environment and i think this year more than ever um everyone that's watching and listening um has been a triding true so i definitely encourage you guys to check out some of those questions that she just said and challenge yourself um definitely journaling the first time i came up with um journaling i um sorry um ivy made a joke earlier she was like you're the dreams guy right so my instagram has been lucid dreams for some time um and that's when i first kind of like was a bit of uh interested in in journaling so for my background as well, I've also kind of had very spiritual parents. I've explained that too. I don't know if anyone else on podcast remembers or my mom is watching actually probably and my dad. But, um, you know, I, I came from two very spiritual intuitives who were like leaders in their own right. Ironically, different factions of religion, which has kind of put me at the semblance to understand how all of them connect. Um, but um, I think that what what is being told is that we have the power within ourselves and we have to trust these abilities and trust some of those voices and not everything is shadow work you know sometimes it's your spirit guide like get out of there and you're like why are you talking to me demon you know what i mean and it's like you know and i've i've, I've heard a lot of people and, and that goes back to something you described as discernment which is a, an ability i learned actually in the christian religion uh more than any of the other ones i don't really hear a lot about discernment in uh new age spiritualism quote unquote um it's a lot of just like pre-hippie love type thing and not understanding the boundaries of certain spectrums of light and stuff. So, um, uh, yeah, that was, that was just my comments. <laughs> yeah. Breaks down a lot of the other avenues that people are falsely pushing, like law of attraction and manifestation. Oh, my right? favorite. And, <laughs> yeah, and so it's sort of like, you know, the, the Bible and the, the, the brilliant things that were removed from the Bible in the Old Testament, like the books of Solomon had trainings for mediums. You had to be 40 years old and then you were trained as a seer, you were trained as a prophet, you were trained as a medium, all that was taken out. Well, sort of like that's where we are right now in life, right? And so if we come out and we say, look, not everything is shadow work and we start to say, you know, some of this, you know, we need to, uh, we need to identify where the gaps are. That's going to take things down like law of attraction and a lot of what's been discussed where the, the blame is still, you know, the victim is still being blamed. It, the, it's, right. you know, you're attracting this. Well, you, you cause that you cause that. No, like for example, when you have empathic ability, especially at the third and the fourth levels, research shows that we attract narcissists and sociopaths more than any other group of people. So you tell me how these wonderful healing people are attracting such bad luck. That's hmm. not how law of attraction operates. Energy right. is energy. And it's not just like you put out energy, therefore you attract it back. You can also put out energy and those that are starving for that energy will come. Mm -hmm. So there's so much more to this and nobody wants to talk about the discernment elements because it's not quick cash. Wow. Or, they or, the, or they're tied up in those other ideas that just mm -hmm. aren't true. They're not entirely right. true, but they're just not the whole picture. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I mean, I know we didn't directly tackle the um, entrepreneur, or we did kind of, but I just love your spirit and the fact that like you're monetizing something that you really care a lot about, and you're also not hitting anyone over the head. You have a community that you've invested in. Um, and you're continuing to build. And I just, you know, just kudos to you for everything you've been doing for sure. I think that um, 
you know, that that matters. That matters more than anything. I think there's a lot of people that are trying to just take people's money, uh, quote unquote, in the Bible, what do they call them? Uh, soothsayers, quote unquote, <laughs> uh, was the word that was caught, quite used in the King James Version. But um, yeah, I, going back to that particular uh, aspect, you had mentioned something about numerology. And if we start asking and looking into things of the Torah and all the Sephirots and all those deep things in the Kabbalah, most of that is numbers. And most of that have a lot to do with just uh, how to move through life. A lot of this is uh, symbolic. And some people will follow it to the T when I do feel like some things are very allegorical. Um, I'm not gonna you know, get my head chopped off by all of our community. I'm not saying everything is allegorical, but um, I do feel like specifically with numerology and numbers and tarot, um, um, the Bible does reference certain uh, moon cycles and certain sun cycles and certain things that, um, and these are things that have been a part of religion for a while. So I do understand given the transformation of what's happened um, into monotheistic religions, how we've kind of lost sight of ourselves in a sense. Um, and I think that um, what I was gonna, what I was gonna kind of ask is, have you ever had anyone come at you for the idea of blasphemy in a sense? Because you actually, you answered it in a good way uh, by saying like, <laughs> never, right? No, I, uh, you answered it in a great way by saying, um, Basically, to the extent of, you know, we're not God, because I do know some people that do believe that we are gods and that we move along that. But what you're describing is that we're much more empowered, which I do feel like is a lot, you know, it doesn't break that threshold of like, I'm controlling everything that's coming to me, every ex-boyfriend, girlfriend and issues that have been happening. You know, um, sometimes, like you said, it is a victim mentality. I have heard that the empowering aspects of being like feeling like a goddess or feeling like a god. Um, does kind of you know move in a certain way but there's obviously always such a higher deity and um levels to that so I'm, i've never seen this blasphemy personally but i'm just curious is that something oh, God. Yeah. I, mean, I get i moved two years ago and i kept my address totally hidden and i still got hate mail i was shocked at like like uh, people are finding me like people for this okay. you know so, yeah it's nuts i mean it, it's 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 all the time. It's every day. You get into this field, and a lot of people think this is like fun, you know. Or people think, it's, <laughs> uh, you know, like with, sure they think so, like, yeah. working with the spirits and angels and this. It is a battle every day, twenty four hours a day. You mm -hmm. are you have a true calling in this. You are under attack all the time, and you have to fight those battles. Mm -hmm. You have to know how to protect yourself, and you have to trust. I move by blind faith every moment and trusting that because I am doing what I'm supposed to do and I am being of service that I will be protected, but I also have a huge responsibility to protect myself, to protect the movement, to protect the people that I help, and and it is a constant battle. Uh, most people who you know, get into light work again, if they're not struggling a lot, they may not be going very deep, and so... Mm -hmm. um, Again, if you if you find that you've had a harder life, I know you're asking earlier about the entrepreneurship. You know, if you find that you're having a harder life than others, I think the mark of a of a true light worker is uh, abuse in childhood, neglect, ostracized um, by society, being marginalized, being a minority, being whatever it is. The abuse starts immediately. The fight begins, and it mm. really doesn't ever let up. There are just levels, and. Um, I think that while we're all supposed to be tapping into this for obvious reasons, I don't think that everyone is necessarily called to go back out and teach it. And um, I think that uh, when I love too that you were just talking about 
uh, you know, goddesses and, and gods and us becoming our own God and what is blasphemy. I think that one of the elements that people are missing so much, and this comes up again in numerology and astrology, as well as, you know, the psychic mediumship is that we have two futures. We have two potentials. We have mm. definitely charted future, but we also have free will future. And this is what people are missing. So people either seem to feel today that we are, they're like a, a feather in the wind. You know, I think of Tom Hanks in, um, what was that? What was that movie he did? Uh, Forrest Gump and the feather is just like, right, 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 right. People feel like they're either out at sea, just casted, like at the mercy of the universe, or they feel like all movies cast away. For just shouting off all of it. I love him so much. He's a god. He's a god. He's something else. But he. But you know, or people think they're like an Avenger. You know, they they think they're like some kind of superhero, and it's like, all right, everybody needs to calm down. Okay. It's a little bit of both. It's like there are things that are set in stone that are destiny charted. You can see it in your life contract. You can see it in numerology. You can see it in your astrological charts. But right. what you do with those destiny charted opportunities is up to your free will. And that dictates karma. That dictates what the payout and the prosperity will look like and how, how well you'll be doing. So uh, it, it is both. And wow. I, I think that people sometimes have trouble and those that attack me and things like that, you know, they can't sort of hold two ideas at once. And so they get used to it. Right. And I also feel like, uh, you know, if, it, if you're doing something right, you are going to cause waves. You know, I've just noticed that too. Um, you know, when, when we first started, a lot of people were just watching just to see what, we're, what we were doing. And it's it's become something more than we even expected. We didn't think we were going to do this on religion series. This has been like the most phenomenal thing we've done for 2020. So I appreciate all the support. Everyone's been doing it. Caleb's been hanging in there doing some stuff. So definitely send him some love too. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I um, so yeah, a lot, a lot of this is just um, like you said, you know, finding these rifts between what is reality and what someone else has projected as their own reality. And, um, you know, a lot of people, especially I'm from a big city, have had issues with this isolation and figuring it out for themselves. You know, as much as you have like a template and I'm sure there's like, you know, there's outlines for everyone and like the knowledge of it has definitely helped along the path, but a lot of it is work. And a lot of people don't do want to do that work, <laughs> you know, um, you know, changing certain mentalities or, or having to stand up to certain ideals. I've had to, you know, explain myself to my parents. I know a lot of people that have, experience that are, you know, coming out. We did a, a gender series as well, have experienced that, you know, changing their identity in front of their parents. And it's 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 a lot, it's a lot to it. And I think that the biggest aspect is kind of like setting yourself as the litmus test for what, what you feel about and how you feel about these things, because it may not have anything to do with anyone else, you know? And I think that sometimes our solo experiences, because it can't be so directly connected to our immediate community, can kind of make us feel like we're isolated or no one's there or you know what I mean and I do often feel like that's a specific place in the spiritual journey that I've I've seen a lot of people go through um on their path where they kind of or God's just like well I don't need to run anyone and I think 2020 was kind of that year for everyone um uh, to kind of take that that space away and just uh, recollect so I I appreciate the ideas with the entrepreneurship too because 
that's some stuff that we have to kind of think about as well. You're on TikTok as well, right? And you're you're also doing a lot of social media uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I am. And I just wanted to say, I you know, I love what you just said about that real quick. Like a lot of people will say, well, that was my dark night of the soul. You know, where like everybody abandoned me. But you have to remember that it. it you know, every time the bus stops, somebody's got to get off. And every new level you go on, not everybody can come with you. And I don't care if that's your blood relation. These are people you've known since you were a kid. It's whatever the boss you've been working for for 18 years. When you are ready to level up, some people will have to go, but they will be replaced with Mm. members of your soul tribe on the next level. Life does continue, but we have to be willing to do that work. What the universe rewards is not your skill, your ability, your talent, how cute you are. What they reward is integrity and character development. And that takes a Mm. long time time and we have to be willing to be comfortable with the discomfort so uh, yeah i do i have um uh tiktok i started a couple months ago and so that's yep tiktok at ask ivy and so i put up like little clips there people who maybe don't want to you know digest the whole a whole class that i have up on youtube or like i sell my classes up on you know my website and those are like two hours long. And then the YouTube ones are like 45 minutes long. And the TikTok ones are 15 seconds to a minute. And so there are little tidbits to check out and see what sort of sparks what you resonate with. And then you can always go over to YouTube to get more. And then when you're ready to officially train, you go to the website. Wow. That's awesome, guys. And that 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 alone is, is a great way to start your entrepreneurship. Um, research and then kind of getting out there. We've also started our own TikTok channel. Um, little shameless plug there, but yeah, I, I do feel that um, all of us, uh, you know, I think the reason why I brought that up, you know, wasn't only just to promote that was, you know, like just going from that isolation point to a much more like, okay, I'm ready to share my energy with people, whether it be teaching or whatever it may be. Um, and I think in this day and age, obviously, social media has become ridiculous. And um, I actually pulled back from it a, a couple of weeks um, for sure. And I notice a lot of, a lot more um, conscious thoughts sometimes. I think subconsciously we scroll and sometimes we get connected to other people's energies and lives. And I think uh, with the internet and the inception of the internet and how it's grown over time, we've become much more of the network that we've always thought. So the ideas of group consciousness have become a lot more apparent. And also this this feeling of kind of um, omniscience. You can see everyone's lives and everyone's thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's too much sometimes, you know? So, um, I say that to say that it's it's sometimes hard to balance being in the world and, and learning how to be in the spiritual world because I know some people that are, like you said, superheroes that are very lofty ideals and don't live, like you said, in a, basically on a uh, amethyst crystal bed. Uh, or or there's just people that are just like, you know, like I, I don't wanna talk to anything because it makes me feel, it reminds me of some scary movie I was, you know what I mean? A lot of it, again, going like their childhood. Like they're haunted. That's exactly where it comes from. So yeah, so um, I, how do you uh, manage the rifts of when when you're ready to be public as opposed to not? Because I know as an intuitive, we naturally are kind of kind of inside type of people uh, or reflective type of people, or what do they call it? Um, empaths or uh, uh, introvert, introvert. Uh, that's the word I, was yeah. I, I, I don't am, believe in that, that word. Totally out of the question now, but yeah. Well, I think I think that one of the things that can help us all where we are right now with the technology is to understand how influenced and psychic and telepathic we actually are, how empathic 
we actually are over absorbing other people's stuff because I guarantee even if someone listened to this whole thing and they were like, well, I don't know. I don't have any of that. I can't. Did you know when someone was going to call you or text you or when someone sent you a, a, a you know, a message? Mm -hmm. Did you know who's going to pop up and send you a friend request on Facebook? How did mm -hmm. you know that? The technology is not a barrier for energy work or healing work. And so this has also been a common misunderstanding over the years when people would say to me, how could you possibly give me a reading over the phone? I'm like, you you know, spirits traveled the cosmos to come here to talk to you. You think the phone is a disruption? But in these spiritualist communities, that's still what's being trained today is that, that you know, technology breaks things up. And that if people move or laugh or drink, you know, they're cutting the cords and that it's a difficult connection. It's not a difficult connection. It is too much connection. It is, out of, it is flowing full force right now because of all the new medias and things that we have. So we have to understand that, that um, you know, we can work. A lot of people don't necessarily want to come out. I think the way you said it uh, was almost like, you know, work for the public or being the public eye or something, you know, we can do this through technology. If you feel that you are an introvert or you really don't want to have that kind of contact with people, if that's going to be overwhelming for you there in this day and age, there's no reason you should have to. Indeed. <laughs> you might be even more powerful from your safety zone, right from where you are. If you are going to get near people and have to deal with them face to face, it's going to drain you. Your healing abilities aren't as strong. Your connection to spirit isn't as strong. Stay where you are. That's okay. We can do that, but we need to make it more public that that is real. Right. Right. Yeah. That's why we're here. That's why you're here. <laughs> exactly. People, people are going to know. You know? Yeah, right? yeah. That's the point. That's the point. Yeah. I, uh, uh, this is this has been phenomenal. We did reach an hour mark. If you do want to keep talking about stuff, I'm definitely interested. Um, but yeah, I, I I probably chatted up. Caleb, did you want to? Did you want to have anything? I know I've been asking tons of questions. Um, well, thanks for. Uh, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, I, I was just asking. I do have another question. But like, <laughs> no, no, you're fine. No, I think this entire this entire episode has just been um just so fascinating as always i sometimes i like to sit back and just kind of be able to immerse myself into everything that's being told i i'm i'm that kind of listener being able to listen to you and then being able to replicate what i hear and being able to um then kind of divulge into into what we're talking about here but just just this entire thing it again it's this full circle thing where it's just this identity it's this constant developing um of identity of who we are what we're here for what we're doing and it's these mm -hmm. having these guides it's these having you know you know we're not alone we always we have somebody something with us around us it's it's this concept it's this fact that is you know allowing us to thrive it's allowing us to continue on our journey on our trek and it's and as you said ivy with um Tyreek and I, with what we're doing here, we are using our voices and to heal and to be able to discover new things. And to not only that, but I think you said this either right before the show started or be at the beginning of the show. And I loved it. And it was the fact that um, this podcast is to, to connect people and to show people identity. And not necessarily say this is what you need to become or this is what you could become, but rather this is what someone is. This is something that this is what identity is overall 
Now go find it for yourself. That's right. And I right. never thought this, about it in that are, way. This I is what's it. been buried and get back in touch with who you are. You mm -hmm. know, I love those sayings when people put, put a post on Instagram or whatever. And it's always like, literally your spiritual journey is getting back to who you were. That was wow. taken away, you know? And it's like, that's so true. That's so simple. We're just going back to what right. we already knew. You already know all this. When yeah. I say back to, back to source, uh, you know, where did you come from before you got to your parents, that type of stuff. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that completely. Um, going what was I going to say? Ryan and Dan. <laughs> oh, <where are> they? <laughs> I just want to yeah, say uh, one more thing real quick, uh, playing off of what Caleb was mentioning. You know, I think I think that also people feel overwhelmed by this journey because we've been we've been taught to be that way. Right. We've been taught to not think for ourselves, not think outside the box. Don't step out of line or you're going to get punished, you know. And and again, we see that in school. We see that with parenting. We see that from the medical community. We see that in church. It, it's everywhere. You do not step out of line. You don't think outside the box. So people are sort of at a point right now where they're like deer in the headlights. We have the awakening going on. We had Floyd. We have all of the change with the presidency here in America. We got all this going on. The Great Awakening is happening. And people are like, oh, you know, what do I do? Well, don't forget, and this is something we have so lost touch with, and it, it just breaks my heart, that we come to Earth with a network, right? So you've got all your ancestors behind you. And then you have five guides that are appointed to you to watch over your relationship, your spiritual development, your mental well-being, you know, your money, your life contract, your protection, your past lives and how they incorporate. And you have two angels appointed to you. One who watches over, again, your mental and emotional well-being. This is huge. And another one who protects you. So you don't have, nobody comes here alone. And people are often like, well, I don't listen to my guides, so they must not like me. They don't care. You fail, you fall on your face. You're only hurting yourself. They don't leave. They don't leave. And people don't understand that our guides are in here closer than our deceased loved ones, closer than our ancestors. Indeed, yeah. 24 hours a day are here to talk and communicate with you. When you don't listen all day, they're showing up in your dreams. So keep a dream journal, start talking mm -hmm. to them again, 10 minutes with your cup of coffee in the morning. Hey guys, what's going on today? Are there any pitfalls I need to avoid? Are there any big opportunities? How can I be of service? What right. do I do? This is not hard. We're talking 10 minutes. Right. You know, and that alone will take you the rest of the way through. Yeah, that's, that's so true. That's so true. Yeah, man. I um, so I uh, what I was gonna ask was uh, to kind of do some more future stuff. What are your thoughts on um this big idea of the awakening for the twenty first? I believe. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with like the astrology aspect of it. I don't know much about it, but I was curious. Do you have any idea? The twenty first this month. I believe it's this month. Yeah, there's supposed to be some Saturn something conjunct. Some down, some very big download. I don't. I, I'm, I, I'm think, sure. I think that's hitting. Yeah, my chart today because my astrologer. I had something in my date book for today. Um, so I think that. Um, yeah, it's going to depend on where it's hitting for everybody. But um, astrology, I respect them so much, right? Like the astrologer here at the academy. She's she's been studying now for about twenty years, and I know many uh, of them five plus years. You know, and I. I can't even seem to retain what it is in, in the basic way. Sometimes the planets do talk to me and it, it does test out to be accurate, but I, I don't know that I'm confident in explaining it. However, I have her coming on. So I have on the 29th, 
our astrologer and the reverend at you know our Roots Revival uh, Church, uh, Christina Del Rey, will be coming on. Uh, we're going to talk about the upcoming year for each zodiac sign. And so I'll be doing those horoscopes. She'll be doing it. She's going to talk about all the planetary shifts that go on in 2021. And um, I'm sure she's going to talk about that because Saturn is huge. Saturn and Pluto, these are big transitions. Mm -hmm. I know she said repeatedly she wants to do this show on the 29th to make sure people are prepped for 2021 because we are looking at transition everywhere on a personal level. Yeah as an awakening, as a culture, as a, like a universal worldwide transition. And I know that we're also supposed to see the well go from the hands of power and control and the wealthy, the head becomes the tail and the tail becomes the head. It's going to transition out and down uh, to, you know, the light workers, the poor, uh, those that have been marginalized. And so everything's about to shift. So I would get your date books and your calendars and take some notes, but yeah, I am, I am all about it. 2021 is feeling very intense. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. This new moon that just passed, um, was very interesting as well. Everybody was on, you know, talking about that and the new intentions that are being set. So yeah, it's going to be a big year. You know, it, it seems like, it seems like a long year, but it also seems like it was quite a blur. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm super excited. And I appreciate you so much. We have, uh, I think we have some comments. Caleb, before we leave, um, uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Kaylee says, yes, Jupiter and Saturn are going to align for the first time in over 600 years, and the vibrations they're going to put out are supposed to be massive. All right, awesome. Everybody take a look at that. Yeah. Take a look at that. Um, someone commented in my live, but not on the chat, and they said, just thank you, Tyreek, Caleb, and Ivy for this production. Uh, Miss Rivera has been very enlightening. So oh, shout out to that thank too. Thank you, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> we actually uh, had another little uh, thing earlier by yeah. Mariah saying that this is an amazing podcast and very informative and that they really appreciate this. So awesome. thank you, thank you, Mariah, for that. That that's uh, that means the world, I think, for all three of us. So. Oh, the, yeah, Ken, uh, um, Nevek, um, also who was on our show once. Mm -hmm. He gave us some love, uh, Imani. So shout out to everybody out there. Um, yeah. I know we had, I, I'm giving uh, Reverend Rivera a little chance to relax because she's been talking the whole time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, I I just appreciate everyone. I think, thank you for the comments. Thank you for chatting with us. We'll definitely have her on again if she is willing to have us when she starts to launch some new stuff as well. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that, that's, I have tons of questions, but I think that we've covered so much involved with identity. I usually, usually Caleb does a summation, uh, which I think he did earlier. But um, yeah, man, um, I, I, I had a good time, Caleb, uh, Ms. Rivera. This has been super awesome in the sense of really finding out an idea of what identity means um, to you. And it's funny that you're in the process of making people identify with themselves. Um, and not many people think about that as a service. And I guess we're kind of on that path as well. So. Kudos to everybody on this new path. Definitely keep your ears and your spiritual eyes open uh, for all the things that are coming up. So, yeah, I'm so grateful to you guys. When you know, when I when I saw the invite to come on, I was like, "This is brilliant. This this is where everybody needs to be right now. It's about being with yourself. It's about being introspective. It's about figuring out what's going on with you and." Whether we like it or not, this pandemic has put us all in a big fat timeout. Mm. And when you are in a big fat timeout, <laughs> you have to get comfortable with you. 
And so it is just right on time. It's very powerful on fire. I love it. You guys just have this great energy. And I think this is, you know, going to reach so many people, just huge things coming up for you. So oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. I take your word for it if you can feel it. So <laughs> right? <laughs> yep, yep, Tyreek and I were talking about it earlier, for sure. Right, indeed, indeed. <laughs> baby, baby kittens, right? <laughs> Nobody's gonna know what that means. Oh no, you're yeah, yeah, we know, we know. That's right. <laughs> but I'm severely allergic to cats. Ah. <laughs> we're remote. <laughs> <laughs> exactly well thank you thank you so much for everyone as always for tuning in for listening watching the identity podcast brought to you by find your id nyc once again i'm your co-host caleb it's, it's an honor it really is it's such an honor to host the show every single week to be able to do it throughout this portion of time in 2020 this crazy year 2020 um 2021 is gonna be a big year i think for everything everything and, and uh, I I'm so I'm so ready to experience everything that that is coming forth and I I'm so grateful to know that I get to do it with this guy right here my fellow oh, my lovely co-host <laughs> <laughs> it's we met uh, so many interesting people along the way I, I think you know we, we we have to still do that uh that big uh jamb jambalaya episode with everybody involved so that should be I'm, fun I'm working hard yeah, yeah. The organizer is working hard. Virgos. Well, thanks as always, Tyreek, for, for being here and doing this show with me. But uh thank you, Ivy, for everything, for, for teaching us so many things, for adding another lens uh to to carry throughout my walk of life and, and to just just wow, wow, this has been brilliant. I feel like I have learned so much and I feel like I have simply been able to um, change my perspective on so many things just in this hour, 20 minutes that we've been on uh, live here. So thank you, thank you, seriously, thank you so much. Thank you, absolutely. All right, you guys, stay in touch, <laughs> we're a tribe. Sure, sure, yeah, if there's anything else you want to jump in on or Tell us, I think you kind of told us about some future stuff that you're doing uh, when the church opens up and stuff. Um, any questions for us? Normally we ask our guests, and uh, it's something we've been doing during our On Religion series, like any misconceptions that you've normally had or anything that, but I kind of asked that with the blasphemy thing. But we normally just ask like, you know, any questions that you may have for us or the audience or anything just before we part. Um, I, I don't think so. I think that, you know, this has just been a long time coming and I understand, uh, just the way that you guys, you know, again, I'm just grateful the way that you're coming at this from so many different angles. Like it's all the same theme, but from so many different angles. And, and I think that's what it's all about right now is that we be more open-minded. We all need to stop trying to categorize ourselves. And you, you guys have found this outlet for people, you know, it's a ministry and I, I think it's beautiful. I'm just looking forward to watching it grow and, I'm here, you know, when you when you need me or if you want to invite me back, I would be um, happy to join in. And I'm grateful for everyone who uh, tuned in today also and listened with an open mind and an open heart. Awesome. That's, awesome. that's big. Well, go ahead, Tyreek. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm speechless. That was a speechless face. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Once again, I mean, that, that really does uh, 
mean the world to us. And, and don't forget to go f- follow her on Instagram at Ivy Rivera Psychic Medium. And you can check out her website by the same name, but just add in the .com. And you can check out the YouTube, her YouTube page at Ask Ivy and her TikTok also at Ask Ivy. And don't forget to check out our TikTok page. You can follow us at The Identity Podcast. <laughs> Pretty cool stuff. So you have two TikTok pages you need to follow. Ask Ivy. Yeah. Identity and these shirts. Pretty great stuff. Well, as always, you have been listening to the Identity Podcast brought to you by Find Your ID NYC. Don't forget to go ahead and like us on Facebook uh, and go ahead and check us out on Instagram as well by the same name. And you can check our YouTube page at The X Shows. Don't forget to check out the Identity Podcast on Apple, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon, any podcast app out there. We're on it. I can promise you that down below. Pretty cool stuff. Don't forget next week, two days before Christmas, exciting stuff. We're getting into Buddhism next week. Really happy to have James Lynch on the show. Cannot wait as we continue our On Religion series as we wrap up 2020. What? Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. But it needs in Buddhism now. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. 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 Like a mandala. Anyway, well, <laughs> well, it's it's uh, I'm very excited for next week's show, and thank you again, Ivy. It's it's been an honor. Thank you, everyone, as always, for tuning into the Identity Podcast. We will catch you next week. It's 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 been great. Stay tuned for the podcast link tomorrow. Have a good one. <laughs>